Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined tonight by Pierce. As always. And tonight we're going to talk Bioshock Infinite. I already did a pretty in-depth Bioshock Infinite podcast with uh, Jim Dietz from Legion of Dudes on the same network. Uh, so we're not going to go so in-depth for the overall plot. We're just going to... Yes, give spoilers. A... People, people, stop. Lots if you have any interest in playing this game ever, just stop. And you should play the game because it's awesome. Yes. Okay, so at least we agree on that. We'll find out what else we agree and disagree on later. Um, But yeah, so spoilers, it's awesome. But then after this, you know, we're going to talk pretty spoiler heavy. So go listen to a different episode if you don't want to hear it. No, no, Um, go away. So you're Booker DeWitt. You're told, bring us the girl and wipe away the debt. You go to a lighthouse. You get shot up into the stratosphere and land on the floating city of Columbia to rescue Elizabeth. Yep. And shenanigans ensue. Yeah, pretty much. I have beaten the game four times now. Yes. You have a life, so it took you quite a bit longer, yes. seven yes. weeks. So you just, last week, finished the game, and you sent me a couple texts explaining your brief thoughts, but this is yeah. the first time we've talked about it. You are like, yo, so let's talk about the game, and I was like, wait, 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 let's go record instead of exactly. you telling me off, because, not telling me off, but telling well, me off mic, yeah, because yeah. what's that worth to us? So, I'll let you go first. What are okay. your thoughts? Are we talking full game, or are we talking ending at this point? Whatever you want. All right, let's, let's go. Let's go full game. Let Let's just do game beginning to end. I'll be super brief. All right. I fell in love with the world All of right? Columbia. Of Columbia. You're like a racist world. Yeah. Well, no, but see, <laughs> but it, it first, is a very Disney world. Yeah, I, I think I spent utopia, gilded age thing. I think I spent an hour before I got to the plot device of where things start to go down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is very easy to do. There's a yeah. lot to explore. And I just wandered. At one point, I heard a song being sung by a barbershop quartet, and I'm like, I know this song. If you should ever leave me. That, it's which a, I'm not going to attempt to sing because it'd be awful. It's a gorgeous rendition. Don't take my terrible warbling as an indication. Look up uh, Bioshock Infinite God Only Knows cover. It's amazing. Even, yeah, even if you have no interest in this game whatsoever, it is actually a beautiful rendition of this song. And I stopped and I listened to the entire song. And they floated away singing it. I'm like, I'm sad now that I don't get to listen to this anymore. That's what YouTube is for. And then I stopped, I went and I looked at flowers after that. You know, so it was really... With hummingbirds flying exactly. around. And, yeah, and, and so I really took my time and they created this utopia. And now granted, it was a super religious, like the first several people you meet in the game are all just praying around in the garden. But after that... Praying to George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, yeah, exactly. and Ben Franklin. A shirtless, statued version of Ben Franklin. Man, were they ripped. Which was... Wow. That was weird. He had pecs and definition, <laughs> and I can see why all the French ladies... He would have probably been very happy with that statue, because that wasn't exactly what he looked like. Yeah, um, exactly. And knowing his, his uh, proclivities, he would have liked oh, that. Oh, the think. French would have been like, oh, Ben the, the other two probably would have been more weirded out by it. But. Well, I, I could see... George Washington actually kind of looking like that at one point in time. Yeah, but, but just the statues in general. <laughs> well, that's I mean, true. I mean, I can't speak for Thomas Jefferson off the top of my head, but George Washington, that would not have been the type of thing he would have really been into. Well, that's true. That's true. But anyway, so, you know, I 
greatly enjoyed this world that they created. And the one thing that I think I admire most about the game, beyond anything else, is their ability to make you fall in love with this place, and then piece by piece take it down. And the first piece is very big, but it's a big lots first piece. But it, it by the end you hate the place. Oh yeah. Uh, now, granted, it changes several times, but uh, you know that that's neither here nor there. And and when it gets to that racist bit where you, where you know there's an unveiling. I mean, because they're handing out baseballs, and you're like, ah, oh, baseballs, America, like, you know, and then you finally, first off, I just realized how awful it must be trying to play baseball in Colombia, because if you hit it over the fence, it's gone forever, and really <laughs> unfortunate for whoever's below you. Or but, if you, like, try to jump to grab it before it goes over, you see people go over the wall, oh, yeah, that's bad. a steep drop. And just when they do that, that reveal of the racism, I was not speechless, but seriously impressed and just I'm like oh yeah it's 1912 like this would be a thing and just going on from there and step by step that is really the the turning point in the game because after there it just gets bloody that that Um, is where the violence does start exactly um and it just like I said piece by piece it got worse and worse and worse and I think I, I don't know if this was planned, but it's almost an analogy for what happens to Elizabeth, and that's kind of the way I've taken it, is that, you know, piece by piece by piece, it just gets bloody and bloody and bloody. Um, yeah. Oh, blo- I mean, blood is very important to her story in two places. Well, one um, being more disgusting, yes. Well, I mean, uh, Elizabeth as a super-powered being, yeah. she gains her powers as, well, it's three places, actually. She gains her powers as a baby when she loses her finger in the tear, and... That's true. There's two parts of her now, one in two different universes, so she gains her powers. Well, one probably rotted away by now, but yes. But still, it's the universe trying to solve a paradox by bringing her together. So she gains her powers through shedding of blood. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I guess it kind of more cauterizes, but whatever. Yeah. And then, as you see in her tower, as she grew and grew and grew, her powers grew until she hit puberty, a second shedding of blood, because... Female, obviously. Which you literally see, and it's kind of gross, sort of. Well, you you see her her menarch or menarch, I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. Menstrual pad, which is yeah. being housed in there for study, because that's when her powers went through the roof. They had to install the siphon to bring them back down. Yeah, and then of course the third major shedding of blood for her her transformation into full fledged womanhood. I mean, I mean, obviously menarche or whatever is yeah. is one, but into an agent for herself is when she kills Daisy Fitzroy, sheds blood again, and cuts her hair, and that is where her final transfer, her final transformation until she reaches full Time Lord status. Yeah, at the, exactly. At the end of the game. Uh, what frustrated me a little bit is I came from a misunderstanding of her powers, I think. And I, I, How so? I thought, because there's several tears that you go into and, and something has changed. Mm. I was under the impression that this was a different, you were then in a different universe. I have since understood that that's not true. You are in your universe, but she's effectively laid another universe on top of it. That is how I heard it explained. By who? Um, the internet. Well, there's a lot of conflicting reports in the internet. I don't know if I'd agree with that one. Well, my, yeah, it was basically my initial impression was that each one is a different universe. And that bothered me at first because, well, that means you're in universe three. So what happened back in universe one where you're not there anymore? Doesn't does it really matter? Well, I mean, I guess a little bit because what happened to the Booker and Elizabeth in the universe that you just traveled to? That's actually a question a lot of people. Well, we know what happened to the Booker, and we know partially what happened to the Elizabeth, but a lot of that people think might be explained in DLC to an extent. 
Um, so a lot of people are, are guessing that Vox Populi Booker will be one of the DLCs. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. And and you do. You do find several voxophones from him. You get to find yeah. out what happened to him there. You find out what happened to Elizabeth in the beginning. You don't know how her story ended in that universe, which is one, I wouldn't say whole, but it's one really big thing where it's like, well, that's a big question to answer that hopefully DLC will will get to. I, I read it as separate universes, multiverse theory. That's, that's yeah. And Especially with how the ending came about, with all those different Elizabeths, all the Comstocks that need to be destroyed, etc., I, I can see that. I took that more as... Oh, a, after reading that. There's actually a series of pictures explaining how different ways that the, the universes work. That there's still multiple universes. And there's still universe A and universe B. But instead of completely jumping to universe B, they've literally now exist as one now. I don't know that that bothers me. That's not how I read it. And I don't know that it really matters in the grand scheme of yeah. things. But it's an it, it just It just made it. more sense to me... Just because I think, uh, you know, that suddenly explains why all the people that were dead are now there and why they're having conflicting things and why not, why didn't she just leave them behind in the past in the other universe? And so that just ex- explains better to me in my mind why that all happened. So that was a question running through my mind. The ending up t- until the ending sequence was a letdown. Really? At least for me. Now, we talked about how I've only played once, and mm. I played on medium, and... Which is how I played my first time through. Yeah, and I wish it had been on hard, and I think that might be part of the reason, because I felt like there was no resistance. Like, the the Boys of Silence, that whole thing. Maybe And maybe it was my build, because I know you and I, outside of here, have talked about that. You, I wouldn't say lucked into, but very smartly chose a build yeah. that is not necessarily game-breaking, but in some really hard sections, it's the one easy way to get through them. Yeah, like, it, it, and for anyone that's still listening that has played, it was Charge with, I think, the one that sets melee targets on fire. Burning Halo, um, um, Brittle Skinned. Brittle Skin, which is, yeah, which works, which stacks with the fire, which is what would kill everything around me instantly. And, and, and the one that melee kills give you death, or give you life, and I got the boost on Charge that makes you invulnerable right after, you know, using Charge. And I had the thing that Killing thing gives you salt. So I was constantly just, you know, stocked and I had no problems. And that's why uh, it really went downhill even starting with uh, the whole thing with Lady Comstock because I just charged her twice and she was dead. And Which like, if you don't have that, those are long, protracted, annoyingly difficult battles. And, and part of me wishes I had experienced that. And <laughs> granted, I could have. Granted, I could have changed my layout right. and whatnot, but I'm like, I like charging things in the face. Like You're basically playing as a vanguard from, from Mass Effect. Yeah, pretty much. Which is my uh, preferred way to play Mass Effect, yeah. so I fully understand the joy of... Of uh, charging into people and throwing yeah. them off the side of buildings and stuff. Um, but yeah, so all the battles just kind of seemed, yeah, like, and even the final battle, which I didn't even realize was the final battle. You had told me what the final battle was. I didn't even think about it until halfway through. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the final battle Jordan was talking about. You said you get on the zeppelins. You can. Oh. I was just having the songbird attack them. Yeah, you can either have the songbird attack them or go up to the top of. I don't think you can get on. Both of them. There's the left and the right. There's the gunship ones. I don't think you can get on. You have to destroy them. But the ones that are sending the Patriots, which happen twice, okay. if you go up to the top of the skyline, there's a very short window where you can jump on and destroy them that way. Which, because the Zeppelin, the Songbird cooldown for the Zeppelins is like 30 seconds or a minute long, Yeah, it's which, really helpful. Which, coincidentally, does 
time up properly with the next Zeppelin showing. More, well, it depends how fast you're beating the waves. Okay. The Zeppelins don't come in at a, they come in at a set wave interval, not at a set time interval. Okay, because it, it, it happened, for me at least, pretty much every time I, the songbird counter reset, I got to take down another one. So. Which just means you're moving through really fast. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I blew through that final battle, and I'm like, okay, cool, now what? And so I walked to the front of the ship, did the thing, and then I was and like... And then everything went bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> And I, but it was just kind of, I didn't feel like I achieved anything to get there. Which I understand why, I mean, like, I, I've played through, I didn't play on hard, I played on medium, 1999 mode, and then the other two playthroughs to mop up achievements and just to explore the world were uneasy. Yeah. Like, those segments on 1999 mode, even with a good build, are pains. The yeah. Comstock house portion is nearly impossible if you get spotted by a boy of silence. Really? Okay. It is, it is doable, but... You have to have the perfect build and be really lucky and have perfect aim and be, yeah. Okay. Those guys, uh, I don't even know if the the masked inmate people have a name, but if a boy of silence sees you, you are screwed. You've got to do it stealth. Okay. Yeah. See, that was my thing. I didn't even know if if you. I figured you could do stealth, and there was a stealth element to it, but I was having so little problem killing anything. I'm like, what's the point of even? It was me. But yeah. So that was my only qualm with the ending is that I didn't feel like I accomplished anything. So not the actual expository ending, but the gameplay. Yeah, exactly, from that aspect. Which, which from the complaints I've seen online, most of them have to do with, it's not hard enough, which Mm -hmm. is one of those things where I was like, it was fine for me, but... But for me, it takes me out of the game. Like, there's no, like, oh, this this is it, this is, I gotta do this thing, like, this is the, you know, big deal. Uh, Which I understand what you're saying. For me, when I buy a Bioshock game, I'm not doing it for the combat, that's just kind of a fun diversion, Yeah, and it's the reveals, but also, I'm not as good at those types of games as you are, I'm playing on a console versus you on PC. Exactly, yeah. You know, so for me, even on medium, I didn't have the perfect builds. I'm playing this day one and day two, because as Pierce knows, to beat it, I pulled an all-nighter the first one yeah, in, in yeah, quite yeah. a long time. So there were no, hey, everybody, use this build. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just kind of... No, no, to be it. fair, I didn't I didn't have that either. So... That's true. And to be fair, also the one that you kept telling me to use, I didn't even touch. Undertow? Yeah, I didn't even that's touch That's super helpful on the harder difficulties. Yeah, that's, yeah. Especially yeah. for that final battle, because... Undertow will, will push people off the ledges, and when you've got 20 guys storming towards the core trying to destroy it, if you can just push five of them off at a time when their bullets are doing way more damage on like 1999 mode, nice. oh, so helpful. Yeah. But yeah, so the actual ending itself, so this is everything after the final battle, I was disappointed with the songbird part. Which part? Everything from summoning it to destroy the thing on. So you didn't mind using it in battle, but you didn't like destroying the siphon? Yeah. And Why didn't you like destroying the siphon? Well, no, what happened immediately after in losing the little jukebox thing... The Whistler, I think it's called? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, and playing out Cage, which I didn't even get It's cool, though, right? That is a very cool touch. I did like that quite a bit. Also, we should say, I did have a portion of the game spoiled for me. Yes, you were spoiled that... That Booker is Comstock, which I tried to play off as, no, you weren't spoiled. And really, I think, in the grand scheme of things, yes, it is a spoiler... It's one of, like, six big things that happens at the end. But, see, the thing is, though, like... Alright, and I should explain how it got spoiled for me real quick. I learned that there was the Bioshock Reddit page. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go on the page. And why don't... That was your first mistake. Okay, now now it it is for all Bioshock. Bioshock 1 and 2 as well. And but so, although they're almost not being discussed at 
all for the last couple weeks. There was some things on there, and I was making point to only click things that was, oh, that's clearly a big daddy, oh, that... And there was one that was clearly a picture of Rapture. And I'm like, and it said spoilers, but I'm like, oh, it's probably Bioshock 1 or 2 spoilers, because it's a picture of Rapture. And I'm like, I'm going to click on this and not have a problem. And then it was, a, it was, it was, yeah, it was basically like, oh, you are Comstock. And I'm like, what does this have to do with Rapture? Like, nothing at all. Wait, it said on the picture you were Comstock? It was a picture of Rapture, and it flat out said uh, something about, you know, time-traveling jerk, you know, steals his daughter and is, you know, is yourself in the future and whatnot, like... It, I forget exactly how So it was. they didn't even understand it completely, but mm. they still spoiled it for Yeah, <laughs> with the wrong picture. I'm like, I don't... Okay. So it wasn't even Rapture from the end of Bioshock Infinite? No, it had nothing to do with that whatsoever. It was about him as Comstock, and I was so confused. Yeah, that, that would be confusing. I'm confused now, and I've beaten the game yes. four times. Um, and that's why I thought it was safe, because it was a picture of you Bloody still, Rapture. You still, yes, you towed that line. I, but my, my frustration was the entire way up to get to Comstock. It's just, he's making comments like, oh, you've always had a knack for self-destruction, haven't you? And I'm like, crap, I get that. And like, he's like, time will literally walk backwards. I'm like, crap, I get that too. It was just this thing where everything was starting to be spoiled, and then I'm like, oh, you know. So Whereas, if you don't know that's coming, it's really, you don't pick those out until the second playthrough, where, not just that, from the beginning of the game, oh, yeah. there are things where you're like, Oh wow, that's that's a foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing. That's yeah. foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing. Just constantly that you would have never probably have guessed. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there guessed a few of the things. I even guessed that Booker with Comstock early on in the game. Things happen in the game to then dissuade me of that, and then it turned out to be true anyway. Yeah. But even with that part, there was you know the fact that Anna's your da- that Elizabeth is Anna, that Anna's your daughter. Uh, the trip to Rapture, the AD. what the AD meant, the multiverse, always a man, always yeah. a lighthouse, always a city. You know, all those things. And I was like, even though you told me, somebody, uh, I read that Booker is Comstock, I was like, A, I'm not telling you if it's true or not, yeah. but B, I will tell you the game wasn't spoiled as a whole. Yeah. And I still think I would stand behind that. Granted, you were in those shoes, not me. Okay, I feel like that's like a cornerstone piece, though. Like, the it, whole game isn't spoiled, but once you get that, everything else is just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, once, like that is the pivotal piece. It's a pivotal piece, but I, I think it's like having one leg of the three-legged stool, where it doesn't, that on mm. its own doesn't do anything. You've got to have all three, or the three pillars of fire, or whatever. You need, you know, okay. oxygen, fuel, and heat. Just having one of the three doesn't ignite a fire, you Yeah, know? that's true. But you still found enough in the ending to enjoy, even with that part spoiled. That was a good ending, I'm hoping, or? Yes. Well, all right, so Songbird, Songbird. Oh, yeah, yeah we, 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 we derailed. Songbird only loved her. Yes. And she killed him. Not maliciously, and she did comfort him as he as died. As she was killing him. But she also had to. She didn't really have a choice at that point. But, uh, I mean, I guess, but we don't know what Songbird was going to do. Also, people are guessing DLC to if find out Songbird. who was Songbird. Which I, which... Some people believe alternate Booker. That is, that is interesting. Uh, one of my theories is alternate Lady Comstock, Comstock slash Booker's wife. Which I know a lot of people are saying are the same person. I subscribe to that theory. I subscribe to the theory that it definitely could be true and would be cool. I don't think there's anything in the game to say specifically that that is true. 
besides the fact that her name does begin with A, we don't know what her first name is, and it would not surprise me if when your wife dies in childbirth, you name your daughter after her. Yeah. Making them both Anna. But that is just a, that's just a guess. But yeah, I just felt really bad for this thing that did nothing wrong. Oh, I think you're supposed to. There's so oh, many yeah. tragic villains. The Handyman are super tragic. The Songbird's tragic. They're the only ones that are tragic. Everyone else sucks. No, but even even Daisy, you know, she goes full-blown evil by the end. Yeah, she does. But the things that led up to that, especially if you read the prequel book, or hear all her boxophones and all those, yeah. what was done to her was pretty terrible. And Comstock is in some ways very sympathetic, especially when she realized he is Booker. Yeah. Booker is not a good guy. He's a villain in his own right by almost all, all regards, and he's tragic as well, you know, super tragic. All the things that have happened to him. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other major villains. Well, I mean, the the three villains are paralleled with the... But the Boys of Silence are tragic. Well, that, that's, that's true. Whole, everything that's in true. that level is tragic. That's very true. But I just mean three overarching villains think Daisy Fitzroy and Comstock are supposed to be, and this is not in exact order, but Jefferson, Franklin... And Washington, or at least they they espouse those same tenets of, of yeah. One's the scroll, one's the sword, yeah. one's the key. Yeah, science, knowledge, and power. Exactly. But anyway, so moving forward, then you know you end up in Rapture, which I went up to see if I could find the Adam because I was like, I want the Adam. And then you saw a little the little uh, sister and the big daddy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, they threw those in there, so that's good. And I'm guessing that you show up in that world right before. The plane crashes. There is so much online about whether it's before, whether it's after, whether it's during. It's a whole mess. I, I As far as I'm concerned, this is beforehand. Yeah. If it's even the same rapture and not a rapture in a different universe. That's true. But I guess you weren't really around on the Reddit when there was this whole thing. Somebody found the sound that Songbird makes in video from Bioshock 1 from posted on YouTube four years ago. And so they're trying to say... That's called developers not having a lot of sound to work with. That's exactly what I said. It is It is a thing that sound developers and sound designers do all the time. They have a, a limited number of sounds. They yeah. find new ways to use them. But people are like, no, oh, no, this is proof that they planned this all out. It's like, look, no. Ken Levine is a lot of things. <laughs> he, he's a genius in many ways. But he wasn't even planning this game when yeah. they made the first one. And, um, and when people are saying the same thing with Elizabeth's costume change, because he came out and said... They didn't do that as, like, a growing up moment. They did that because all the early release videos had her in that outfit. And that's but I still think that. it works. Oh, it, it definitely works. Well, and know. it does have a touching... But that wasn't the reason that they did that. Right. Um, I can, and I can understand that. But, yeah. So, then you go up in the lighthouse and, you know, she's like, can you see them? And all of that stuff happens. And then, you know, the ones... In the, and you see yourselves and... You know, I went, I think I went right and then I went left because you have a couple different path doesn't, options. Doesn't it difference. literally doesn't matter. And then all of that goes on and, and then you realize, you know, the, the you know, the blind baptizer dude. Uh, and, Father Whitting, I believe is his name, according to subtitles. Yeah, and, and all that jazz and then you see yourself and then, you, then you're with different universe Elizabeth, mm-hmm. which I have tried to figure that one out and I didn't understand that one uh, because she has the different neck thing. Briefly, and then the one in the end has no brooch. Okay. And you have all the different Elizabeths, including ones from, like, the original trailer is there as well. Okay. All the way to the left is the one from the original trailer. Slightly different haircut, oh, different yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is the idea, then, that this is this is the one that will change all of it? What do you um, mean? The, the one what? This is pronounced. the Booker 
Like no other bookers have done has have gone back and done this thing. No, at least another one has. You saw him. What do you mean? Remember, you pass him outside the lighthouse when you exit the Rapture Lighthouse. Yeah. Well, I forget which lighthouse you exit because no. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, decided to kill yourself. No, I mean it's it's the way I read it. And a lot. This is the part that's open to interpretation. Yeah. Of course, a lot of things that people think are just things that they didn't find the voxophone for. Yeah, yeah. We didn't pay attention to. But Elizabeth, the Elizabeth, if you will, <laughs> the Elizabeth. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Because through all these different universes, have brought you back to eighteen ninety yeah. with the baptism, and they have merged any successful bookers into the original sixteen-year-old booker. Sixteen, yeah, sixteen-year-old booker at the baptism. And you have become him to be killed. And that they have they have brought, or not to kill Booker, but to kill Comstock. They have brought at least you, and presumably the others as well, because otherwise, why would all the Elizabeths only come to yours? You know, yeah. is that all successful Bookers, however many there were throughout the multiverse, there's at least three, because you see two others, I think. Well, the successful in getting to that point, but maybe not successful in killing... "Quote unquote," killing Comstock, right? But he, but at least getting to the point of revelation, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the point of uh, Elizabeth's uh, transcendence yeah, to godhood, yeah. have been brought here to be merged with, just like you get merged with other versions of yourself throughout the entire game, yeah. merged back into sixteen-year-old you to the, anyone who was going to take the because Booker always goes to the baptism. Yes, that was a constant, the first time. Yeah, the, yeah, that was a constant. He always goes to the baptism and then rejects it. Yes. Some bookers came back yeah. and took it, some didn't. Yeah. So they basically put you with all your memories, and presumably the memories of all the other bookers, into the body of the one that went back. So, so that when he goes she, under the water, they so never she let him come So she sufficiently back. layered every... I think either she just layered you, and this is happening several places with several bookers, okay. or I, I think it works better if it's all the bookers layered together. All bookers except for one, because you wake up. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. So, or you just you died, but then you woke up as. Well, and this is again, yeah. this is all postulation and theorizing. But it's only killing the Comstocks because the Bookers who didn't come back weren't there to be drowned. That's the true. fork was That's the original. The, the fork is not the first baptism. The, fir- the fork is the second baptism a few okay. minutes later. Or whatever. Okay. Okay. The bookers that went away don't get drowned, the way I read it, yeah. because they're not there. It's only all the bookers who went forward and took the baptism become Comstocks. Okay. So I, should, I take that back. There's one booker <laughs> who either comes back or doesn't. Yeah. There's where you have two. The booker who takes the baptism then becomes every version of Comstock. Yeah. The booker who never came back just goes on being Booker, so being a So she just sufficiently layered everyone that came back. Now, th- my question is then, is the one that you are when you get drowned, is that the one you played through the entire game? Well, no, it's it's you from 20 years earlier. Well, but what I'm saying And is, not even you, it's one who became, who would have become a Comstock. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you see, you see this narrative in every step of the progression. Is there any point where you are a quote-unquote, different booker than the one you played the entire game. Well, a lot of people would argue that every time you die, you're coming back as a different booker on a different try. Because you're, at least when you start the game, booker 123. Mm -hmm. So, presumably, if you die seven times, by the end, you're booker 130. Okay. All right. That's one way to read it. I I read, and I I don't remember if I talked about this on with Jim on the other show or not, but the way I read it was, every time you die in the game, if Elizabeth is around, except for one time where she was around, this didn't happen, but... That was, I think, a story thing. 
if you die, you get a brief cutscene of her, you know, injecting you with meds or whatever, and you come back, we can't lose you now, you gotta get up and fight, that kind of thing. Anytime you die where she's not around, you end up in your office. This happens at least twice for story reasons. When you are baptized by Father Wedding in Columbia, and when Songbird throws you, or when, when you land in Battleship Bay, I think is the other time. Possibly at least those two times. I think so. You end up in your office. Yeah. The office is monochromatic. Yeah. It's very dreamlike. It's very, there's something not real about it. My thought, and this is, you know, you and I both being raised religious, this could Mm -hmm. feed into that, but I took it more as not him dying and so now a new booker is taking his place, but it's the same booker who is dying, or at least he's, he's entering an unconscious state, be that he's knocked out, be that he's actually died but then is revived, yeah. or being that he's just dreaming, depending on the circumstances, he is ending up in a memory, in a dream, in an afterlife type place. Okay. Which then he is revived from yeah. by walking out the door. And especially because when you come back to it later, when she's time jumping, it's not monochromatic. So one time it is, when it's a memory, yes. One, one memory it is, one memory it's not. There's only one portion of the game where you ever see the broom in full color, and it's red and white stripes, I think, are the walls. Yeah, and bottles of green and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And because after the credits, when you end up there again, and it's the question of, Anna, Anna, is that you? Are you there? My my reading of it, and again, this is very much influenced by my upbringing, but yeah. is that he is dead. Booker is dead. Because he took the place of Comstock, being drowned killed him. And so now he is in an after- he is in his afterlife. The question is, were his actions in the game enough to cleanse him of his sins, and has he been re- reunited in the afterlife with Anna, or did everything he do didn't matter? Not not didn't matter, but was that not enough to cleanse him? And so now he is trapped in an afterlife with an empty crib, trapped in this room for all of eternity as a reminder of, this is what you did. This is your hell. Okay. See, I didn't. I didn't take it as that. I took. And it I understand. As, that's that's you know, kind of yeah. like mine. That's one of the. Yeah. That's one of the things that that is open to interpretation. I took it as because they also cut right before the last Elizabeth would or doesn't disappear. Right. You don't Instead her, of her disappearing, the screen cuts to black. Yeah. You don't know technically if she did. It's a very Inception-y type. My my interpretation of that was that you die. But at the same time, you don't die. You, like, that Elizabeth that is left last doesn't vanish as much as she becomes Anna in the crib. And you are that booker that that wakes up, and because there is no Comstock ever... He can't come steal her, which is, I think, the more accepted version. Or, even if she doesn't merge with that, either she is outside of time, Dr. Manhattan, or Time Lord style, and so she goes on being God or whatever. But you are still given a second chance with your daughter. Yeah. Or she could merge. That would be kind of weird, having a baby with the intellect of a god. But (laughs) that'd be a great sitcom. (laughs) Um, But either way, going back to how tragic he is, okay, he's been reunited with his daughter. He's still a drunk. He's still a gambling addict. He's still a 16-year-old single father. You know, but yeah, well, I, can, will, I does he have the knowledge of what happened? Was he sixteen when his wife died? I thought he was sixteen when he first. I thought he was older than that when Anna left. He, uh, let's see, I guess he would have been eighteen or nineteen when he sold her. It was three was years. Was he? Later. Okay, yeah. all right. But just, um, just judging by, because um, Comstock show when Comstock shows up, he's a little bit older. Okay, he hasn't fully advanced age, but the Lutesses are there. We know when Elizabeth was quote unquote born, yeah. according to the annals of 
Columbia. Yeah. So you can then trace it back to okay. where, how old he uh, was. Also, another question I had, and uh, I've read a little bit of debate about it. The debt, actual money or totally spiritual? Okay, now that's interesting because a lot of the debate I've seen is whether the, the debt was legitimate or whether Robert Lutes created it artificially. Yeah, well, I mean, that is, yeah, if you go the money route, then there's that sub-question okay. to that. Well, I mean, it... Because when you hand her over, he said, all your sins are forgiven. Turns around and walks away. That's well, it. Well, the, the quote is, uh, Mr. Comstock washes you of your sins. Okay, that's true, yes. So to me, that makes it sound like the debt, and maybe that was just in that flashback, Lutes did that, but that made it sound like the debt was purely spiritual from... His murdering of women and children. I think, well, I guess you got to put yourself in the mind of 19-year-old Booker to uh, to make that decision. Right? Yeah, Whether yeah. It, I would say in 1892, 93, whenever that scene would have taken place, culturally, his gambling debt is sinful. You know, we might yes, not consider that today. True. So I think it works both ways. But that's I mean, there was fair. a literal debt that Robert Lutes and Comstock paid for Booker. Okay, now, was there? whether they manufactured that debt artificially or whether he gained question, it himself, yeah. I don't think it really matters because just judging from the kind of guy he was and the things he was doing, he would have amassed a debt anyway. They might have heightened that. But I think there was a literal debt. Okay, all right. I think it's symbolically, I think certainly, yes, it works as a sin, both culturally and for the t- the the uh, themes of the game. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I could just see it completely being just a debt of guilt. And I've heard, heard but people... But for that to work, he would have to know what was going on and how giving his daughter to this man would have anything to do with that. Well, I mean, the thing that drove him to, to drinking and everything in the first place was guilt. <laughs> right, but how does selling your daughter to some random stranger absolve you of that That's, guilt? That is the argument people have been using, but my thing is, though, Booker could have also been self-aware of the fact that he was a drunk, of the fact, you know, of who he was. <laughs> so he was getting rid of his daughter for her own safety? Uh, a combination. Like, this absolves me of my guilt, and I can't take care of my myself. guilt over having to rate. How would it? But how would it absolve him of his guilt? Like, all right. So it was. I mean, how would it? All right. Let me explain this. Please do. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate. Um, it. He has. All right. So he murdered women and children while they were sleeping. Right. It wounded me. Yes. Yes. He burned them alive in their tents and and took scalps and took scalps from women and children. I don't know if they specifically say they're from women and children, but he definitely took scalps and murdered women and children. Yes. Um, and and men. I mean, he well, obviously yes, yes. But so he had incredible guilt, which mm-hmm. drove him to the, uh, to drinking and gambling. I don't know if they that and the game. death of his wife and the death of his wife. Okay, so all those things drove him to that. But he had immense guilt from that, and he had this baby daughter. Now this person comes to him and says, "We can wipe away the debts, be it spiritual." We don't know exactly what Lutes said to him. We don't know if he said. Spiritual debts, we don't know. But again, how does doing that absolve you of spiritual debts? Exactly, but my point is, wouldn't Booker have questions about what Lutes would do with his daughter regardless? My thing is... He's a 19-year-old idiot drunk. But Lutes could have said, like, you're no condition of... You're 
to take care of your daughter. I work for a person who wants your daughter to take care of her, and he will also wipe away all of your, your guilt, you know, in doing this act. I, I can see all the first part of he'll care for your daughter, you won't have the guilt on your conscience of trying to raise her. The rest of it, how in the world does selling your daughter to a mysterious man absolve you of your People sins People have guilt. done weirder things for in the name... I don't think it works in the, in the name of though. God. Okay. I, I, especially because Booker had no interest in being absolved of his guilt. He had accepted his guilt, and it was tearing him apart. But he was, even up till 1912, he had chosen the cage. Well, but let's also be honest, you can't really say up to 1912, because he was taken out of... No, he was still taken from 1912 to 1912. Oh, I thought he was taken out of time... No. No? Okay. No, because there's a certain point where, I forget who says it, but you spent the 20 years after what happened... Away Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah, wallowing in your... Okay. I think actually it might have even been Elizabeth who said it, when she took you back there at one point. You spent 20 years here. And you can see that at that point, the one point that you see it at the room in color... Yeah. It is falling apart. There's there's oh, yeah, yeah. holes in the wall. The, the wallpaper is... But it was in the flashback, too, when you had to give away. Not nearly as much. It, w- it was a run-down house, but it's literally falling apart when you come back to it at that other okay, point. Like, even that. the ceiling fan, the the blades are all crooked and stuff. Yeah, I didn't miss that. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so that was that was nineteen twelve. Now here, I I, t- I think I told you to look for this, and we haven't talked about it, but what, right before you get to Comstock, I told you, when, I think... There's going to be a model of the siphon of the statue of Columbia. Look at the panels on the walls around it. Where Did it you? was things that had already It just was happened. every major plot point of the game yeah. leading up to and including what was going to happen in the next 30 seconds. Yes. Um... <laughs> Also, Which was pretty cool, I think. I now remember that you did tell me to look at that, but I had completely forgot about it. And he just happened to. And I just happened to know. I'm like, oh, she stabbed her with the things, and that's on the wall. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, was... Comstock, Comstock was many things, and he certainly twisted words to control his people, but he really did know the future. Yeah. And he really did believe in what he was doing. And to see you know those kind of things was pretty cool, I thought. You yeah, know? that's very true. How freaking wonderful are the Lutesses? That yes, that is very. They true. are amazing. I love them so much. They were, they were very delightful. Trying to think even love their theme. Dun 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 dun. It was interesting how. Now they, I should say they're delightful. They're also arguably to blame for everything that happened in the game. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, you could say that because if if Robert. But it was also there, them who put in. It was them who, who made everything fall apart. It was also them who... Pulled everything back. Particularly Robert, who made steps to atone for his guilt. That, that was the interesting thing, everything. that Robert... Yeah, that the key difference was Robert had guilt in that, and he had to convince you know, Rosalind of that. So he had more of a heart than she did, which I thought was, was kind of interesting. Yeah, and just their, their whole... Uh, Scientific approach, their experimental approach to this whole thing... Well, that that's very true, and how they, yeah, they were taking notes on every little thing that you did. But more there, um, I, I appreciated the, you know, if everyone had an understanding of time like we did, grammaticians wouldn't get sleep at night or something like that. Was the line. Something, I forget. Yeah, where they're digging their own graves. And that actually was interesting, because I went into the graveyard before As I did I at to. least once, yeah. Also, there's a piece of gear in a tomb, and I didn't know how to get to it, and there was no lock, and I was really confused how to get in there, and I had no idea. The thing is, the game is so 
non-video gaming in so many places. Yeah. And, and you know, it takes it takes itself seriously and not in a, well, that took itself way too seriously, yeah. but it's trying to be serious. The way to get in there is very video gaming. There's two torches on either side of the door. You just light them on fire? Equip, devil's kiss, light them both on fire, door opens. It's the yeah. most video gamey thing in there. <laughs> and, yeah, it's kind of goofy, but yes, that's how you open it. Okay, gotcha. All right, that would have been good to know, because like, there's no, I, I don't, okay, all right, fine. You might also be able to use a hail fire gun, I'm not sure. D- anything that would probably ignite, yeah. But definitely devil's kiss works. Okay, all right, that would have been good, good, <laughs> good to know. But anyway, so I just thought it was interesting, I saw the Lutessa's grave before they were in it digging it, and I was like, oh, so they are dead, and that was before I found the Vox phone saying that, you know, uh, the news reporter saying, oh yeah, they told me that they were murdered. Yeah, so I thought that was, yeah, that was interesting. But they were they were pretty delightful. Did you find in the basement of the I forget there's a couple bars in the game I forget which one it is but the one in Shantytown did you find that little moment with with the the kid and the guitar and, yes and the orange and I was like I want to do it again it's one there's of the two most two more oranges let me do it two more times it's like the most amazing little moment of her singing touching. and uh, it's it's just a beautiful father daughter moment yes yeah yeah no no. It reminds me of kind of, you know, she was very much based on Belle from Beauty and the Beast and her yes. look. And there was a rose in a cage at one point. Several places, actually. Yeah. Um, there are roses behind glass or in cages. Yeah. Did that, I don't know, I don't know if you're a Disney, I'm not really a Disney guy, but I don't know if you are or if that bothered you or if you found that cute or if it took you out of things or, I've seen a lot of different reactions, mostly positive yeah. online. Well, I mean, but even, even beyond the Disney aspect, Beauty and the Beast is an old Folklore yes, but she story. was modeled on. She was definitely modeled after yeah. Belle, yeah, and her love of books, and you know, um, my my favorite actually analogy is you you've seen Men in Black, right? Um, not actually the first one, not in full. I've seen two. Oh, okay. So in the first one, uh, Will Smith goes into this you know little training thing to you know to see which of the, all these different people would be great to fit into Men in Black, and there's the shooting range, and everyone's shooting all the alien props. And there's this little girl, he pops a cap in her head. And everything stops, and they're like, why did you shoot this little girl in the head? And Will Smith's like, you know, I start looking around, I see this dude on a lamp, and he's just doing pull-ups. How would I feel if if someone walks in the gym, and I'm doing pull-ups, and someone shoots me in the head, huh? How am I going to feel about that? And that guy over there, he's holding a tissue. He's blowing his nose. What's wrong with that? And then I see this little girl. She looks the what, five, maybe six at oldest, and she's counting around books about quantum physics. What is a six-year-old girl doing with books about quantum physics, right? And then someone actually paused that and interplaced uh, that caption with the scene where she starts hitting you with. The oh, I did see that. Yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was that reference again, and that was actually my favorite part. I'm like, what is she doing with the quantum physics book? And also, anyone who's a fan of Men in Black, I apologize for how horrible I mutilated his line of that. But anyway. Uh, Belle and her whole thing. I I appreciated that because I think Belle is a good example of... Belle is a good role model for, for little girls. Let's be honest about that one. All the other Disney princesses are like, I'm going to disobey everyone and follow my heart and my dreams and everything's going to work out magically. Belle's like, I'm going to be responsible and educated and smart and, you know, and so I... I Comparatively, I, yes, she shines. Yes, uh, comparatively. And so, you know, I don't mind that it had a lot of strong analysis, and I appreciate that, too. So, Well, I guess another follow-up question is, you know, I've seen different people who, like, hated the ending because they had kind of fallen in love with Elizabeth, and then to have it revealed that it was your daughter yeah. kind of freaked them out. Because you wanted, yeah, Booker to get with her, yeah. <laughs> but I, I sh- So I guess put yourself in the mindset of, because this part wasn't spoiled for you, yeah. before the reveal happens that she's your daughter, 
which what an amazing scene, by the way. They give me back my daughter. Yeah. You know, um, which I said horribly, but it was a very moving. It's weird. I didn't have an emotional, I had a, I didn't have like a, a teary eyed emotional reaction when I first saw that scene. But every time I've seen someone play it on YouTube, that part always chokes me up. It's interesting yeah. that in like when I can remove myself from it more. Yeah. But what was your feeling like before that reveal happened? I did not see that part coming. I, I liked it and everything, but I already felt very paternal towards her. For me, there was no romantic relationship. I always saw it as paternal. Um, even like the, those points during Comstock House, where you you want to explore and find boxophones, but you hear her screaming over the intercom and such, and it's just you lay one finger on her, I will rip your spine out. You know, you know, yeah. it's this moment of. You are not touching that girl. You know, she is special. She, you know, it was a very paternal emotion. Um, and for me as a guy who doesn't want children and doesn't like them for particularly much. Yeah. Um, sorry. That was a very powerful thing for me. And so I didn't have the, oh, it should have been romantic reaction. But I just, I'm just curious how you felt towards her well, before the reveal of that's, your daughter. Um, like the, it's interesting dancing, that you felt you know? paternal because... You hate kids, and I love kids. Um, <laughs> I, I like kids in very small doses. But see, I, when I, I give work, them back to their parents yeah. and go now leave. I work with you know 120 kids on a weekly basis, so you know I, I like kids. I, I and to be fair, she's like 20 in the game. She's not like well, yeah, kid, but, but she's still, very. But she young. she had childlike innocence, especially in the beginning. The big eyes. Uh, on, yeah. I from okay the moment you get in that first airship, and she's all like, "All right, let's go to France." I wanted there. I begged and dreamed there to be an option in the game where it's like, set coordinates to France. Press game A with, to go to France. Yeah, game over, you win, you have magical adventures. Like, that's really what I wanted. I'm like, I want to have adventures with you. Let's go explore the world. Like, that's really how I saw it. Like, someone that I can go and have fun and adventures, but I'm like, I know this will never happen because this is not what the direction of the game wants to go. And so I don't get to enjoy that thing. There, I think that was my point, was... Every point where you had to save her, you know, had to get her back, it was very much like, all right, let's go on these adventures that you want to do kind of thing. It was more of that. Less paternal, more I want to show you the world, you know. Let me show you the world. Exactly, more Disney. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Shining, so... shimmering splendor. Let me, I don't even know if those are the lyrics. Pretty sure it ends in splendor, but... It's been a long time. Anyway. It's something like that. But, it, so, I, all right, so I was, I said before that I was underwhelmed at, initially by the final combat situation. Yeah, okay. Less so with the explanation, but I still didn't feel the emotional investment had I felt like the final battle was an investment. Like, if I had been like, yeah, I got this, the final battle, I'm in it. Like, Play it on 99 mode, you will. <laughs> exactly. And so I felt less into it than I guess I, I felt a little bit underwhelmed by the explanation of the story. I only really appreciated it in the middle of the credits when, if you should ever leave me... All the songs they chose, the anachronistic songs, have lyrics in them where you're like, Oh, even this was foreshadowing. But even even more than some of the others, like Fortunate Son, which you know how I is actually how I got um, a lot of my theories about the game. Because like you and I talked about, you know, outside this podcast before, I thought she created that third reality. Gotcha. I completely had a wish fulfillment because she's like, oh, no one's ever heard this song before, and then suddenly there's this random woman singing all the lyrics to the song. How would she know that kind of thing? And so it was it was a situation like that where I thought she was making those. But I felt more than any other song, like, they took that song and they were like, let's write a game 
based around <laughs> this song. Well, they certainly chose to highlight it more, more, more than, than any I other think song. pretty much any other song. Except May the Circle Be Unbroken, which, or Will the Circle Be Unbroken, which, of course, is also very prevalent to the... Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you see, speaking of the end credits, because you were saying that's where it really crystallized for you, you, you watched through and saw the behind-the-scenes them recording... I think I didn't really pay attention to that. Oh, it was kind of cool, actually. Okay. It was neat. Yeah, so I think we've reached the end of the game then. And one one other thing. Okay. I, know, I know we're trying to get somewhere, so he, he's trying to yes, ask you this food. Up, but, but I do have one thematic thing for you. Yeah. What did you think of the whole idea of bird versus cage, freedom versus imprisonment, but then them putting that on their heads to where you realize the cage is freedom, and the bird is uh, captivity. Is captivity, and how Booker chose one, Comstock t- chose the other. They kind of got the opposite of the, what they wanted. You know, you making the choice of the brooches, and then finally realizing what those all mean. Yeah, I think I think it plays into the. And you've mentioned, you know, what you said the theme in the game is. Well, it was side a, conversation. A major theme that I got out. What of it. was that choices are irrelevant. And I think that's kind of what the game tried to drive home, is that... That that was its meta-commentary, certainly, which was, you know, for of gaming, of sometimes choices don't mean a thing. Yeah. You know? And I think that's really what it tried... I think if I could pick a, a theme for the game as a whole, it would be that choices are irrelevant. You know, and that the only way... And that in many ways, the cage or the bird is both irrelevant, because you're going to find good and bad things in each. Well, that's true, too. And the only way to make... to really to make a difference is to eliminate the choice altogether, and that's pretty much what happened. Instead of choosing the baptism or not baptism, it's you die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't and, make a choice, kill yourself. Exactly. That's, that's Have really, someone kill you for you. Remove the choice is the only real way to change the outcome, and I think that's kind of the point of the game. So, yeah, I'll definitely say that's it. So. All right, so that was our longest episode. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes up once I was I, about to say, I we're probably going to cut a lot of that. But, but yeah. uh, this has been Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at Jordan FRM Jersey.